Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Dominic Benura, internationally celebrated sculptor. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like, and share. Let's get down to some work. Dominic Benura, welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. Oh, thanks so much for having me, brother. Yeah. We, we, we met uh, three weeks ago at uh, Amanzi Lodge, mm -hmm. and I hadn't met you before. So I was walking around looking at uh, admiring your work, and somebody tells me that uh, Dominic is behind you. What were you doing there? And the other thing you told us that uh, you just come from overseas. Yes. What were you doing at Amanzi Lodge? And... Uh, where had you gone overseas? Actually, at Amanzi Lodge, we were having a show there. We had a visiting, they had a visiting chef from California. She's a, a celebrity chef by the name Clara Ho. So she was going to do some demonstrations and cooking there. So we were invited to put up a show for them to show uh, some cultural aspect of Zimbabwean art. Yeah. How did that go? It went very well, mm -hmm. and I understand she's going to get one of my pieces, so I'm really excited. That's beautiful. Yes. And you and I stood uh, in front of your beautiful piece. What What was that piece called? What is that piece called? I called it Feeling Good. Feeling Good. Yes. Beautiful piece. Thank you. Um, you I think let's immediately go to the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fellow elephant in the room is uh, the controversy that one of your statues, one of your work caused. Yeah. Uh -huh. You did a statue of Robert Mugabe yes. uh, towards the end of uh, his reign, uh -huh. which caused a lot of controversy. Uh -huh. Did people misunderstand, misunderstand what you wanted to do? Uh, I think uh, they've got their own interpretations, but I did what I could at that time, because actually I would like to say it's like music. Some people play reggae, some play rumba, some play sungura like in our country. But sometimes if you are given a job to play reggae, you might have the basic skills, but maybe you may not be as good in that area. So when you look at uh, portraits and uh, statues mainly, there are people who are really skilled to produce exactly, exactly like a human being, whereas my work is more like abstract work. Mm. So because of my name, maybe and of my reputation, they were really keen for me to do a statue which I honestly uh, told them that maybe I was not very good at that area. But they were said, no. Like, so they approached you to do the statue? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Like who approached you? The officer of the president, yes. Okay. Yes, they said, do a, 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 a piece for us. For the president. And they were going to pay for you or you did it for free for the president? Yeah, they were going to pay for me, but I was not very keen to be paid okay. anyway. Yes, because I thought it was an honor to be recognized at that level. Okay. Yes, yes. And you're reluctant because this is not your, the in kind of stuff life. that you do. Yes, but uh, actually it was a blessing in disguise in the end because uh, it was a learning curve for me. Because after that, then I realized how to actually come up with uh, techniques to do portraits. Now I can do them because immediately after that, I did one for... Dr. Guramatun, mm -hmm. which, so, which is very, very nice. So now I can safely say I can do it. So from that uh, yeah. uh, sticky place, you, yes. you learned something. I learned something. So now I can do portraits. That's yes. interesting. Yes. That's, it, wh what was your response like to the criticism? I mean, you basically jumped into a storm because, mm -hmm. you know, Zimbabwe is so polarized. I, I know. At that time, people were for lack of a better word, fed up with Robert Mugabe. Yeah. And for them to see you do that, it was as if you were supporting him. How did you respond to the, to the criticism? No, I take criticism, uh, you know, you shouldn't expect uh, uh, always positive criticism from whatever you do. You learn from criticism. Mm -hmm. If people criticize you, it's like they expect better out of you. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like telling me that you can do better than this, which mm -hmm. was really good, actually. And were you making a political statement at all by no. doing the statue? No, I'm an artist. I know other artists have it in them to do political statements, but with me, no. 
No. No. I and was not with anyone. When they approached you to do the statue, mm -hmm. did you question the timing? One, did you foresee the kind of pushback that you received? Uh, no, I never foresee. Uh, for me, there was nothing about timing because I'm not a political activist myself. Right. I'm just an artist. So it was just a normal job for me to do, mm. my normal job routines, you know. So, yeah, I was not expecting anything. But Were you surprised by the pushback and, and some of the insults and, and, and stuff? Were you surprised by any of that? Uh, not really, but because even in families, even in social circles, we always have criticisms and pushbacks, you know, it's normal. That's a mature way of looking at yeah, things, yeah, isn't that's it? that's true, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. T tell me, um, how did you get into this area? I mean... I've looked, I'd not, I've not met you, I'd not met you until I met you at uh, Amanzumoji, yes. but I've always admired your, your work. Mm -hmm. How did you get into this profession? Yeah, I think I was, uh, I started sculpting when I was about four, five, six years while with clay at Marewa, where I was born and bred. So while stayed in Keto, mm -hmm. I would spend most of the time molding uh, with clay because my father died whilst I was in my mother's womb. Mm. So to supplement my mother's uh, food, I used to get cattle for our neighbors. So others, uh, I only started school when I was nine. Wow. Why? Because uh, my mother just didn't have money to send me to school. Mm. So I'd spend most of the time just heading cattle. So when they were fed and they rested, then I would spend time just molding with clay by myself. So that's how I gained the techniques. So when I was about 10 years, that's when our, my auntie brought me to Tafara to, so that I could start uh, education. That's when I came across one of my relatives who was, was also a sculptor. Who was that? Tafumaguza. Tafumaguza. Mm -hmm. He's quite a big name. Okay. So I saw him sculpting with other artists. So Tafuma mm -hmm. was a great inspiration to you? Yeah, he mean because he had also, they were a colon of artists yeah. working together. So they... I was so fascinated by people creating sculptures from taking away mm. than putting, than putting together. things yeah. together. And also when you make a mistake with stone, you cannot fix it sometimes, but although you can always improvise. Yeah. So it was so exciting to me, such that I ended up not playing soccer, plastic balls with other kids. I was hanging around with those guys. So I asked them if I could help them, you know, with their work and they agreed. That's how I gained the techniques. But it wasn't long that I started mm. making little miniature pieces for myself. Mm. And people liked them so much. I remember Mick Pierce, the ones who designed the list to get more. Mm. They started collecting my work at that age. So that encouraged How old were you? Remind around me. Around 10 years. Around 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. They started collecting your work. Yeah. So in the end, I ended up making enough money to pay for my own education, not because my auntie didn't want to pay for me. But I was just earning enough mm. to do that. So I paid for my education until when I was about to go to A-level, mm -hmm. where I did my... I only went as far as four or five. Where, like where did you go Ori to? Oreo Boys. Oreo Boys. Back then, yeah. And so you were now paying for yourself? I was already paying for myself, such that when I went to... Uh, for registration, mm. when they said who is paying, I put my name. They said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so I had to go and <laughs> ask Tafuma, my cousin, to come and maybe just ceremoniously put his name as my guardian. But after I, only a time, I decided to quit because I was doing mathematics, chemistry, biology, and physics. But I thought I didn't want to be a doctor. But it was against the will of my mother, as well as my auntie, as well, and relatives. Mm. Because they thought I wouldn't have a good future from art back then, you know. But I just felt inside the passion. And I felt I would change my family's life through art. And I think I'm glad that God helped me achieve that so far. Wow. So, so you push back against your aunt and your mom. Yeah, who wanted society. you to do, and society as wanted an you to do something else. Yes, as an orphan. Because they thought I wouldn't, as an orphan, given my background, they thought I I needed something firm, like mm -hmm. education, you know, mm. to be the How problem. easy was it to push back? Uh, it was not easy, but uh, I was confident I could do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I read somewhere that you ended up having a rupture with your parents, uh, with your mom, um, and you ended up walking away from your mom and your relatives. Is that, is that true? 
No, 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 it's not true. Okay. She was only upset because we had some relatives who we had, we were kept back then because it was a big thing when somebody graduated back yeah. then because I was a brilliant boy. Yeah. So I think she wasn't happy, but when I started doing it, you know, she realized yeah, it was a good decision because mm. she was selling vegetables by the roadside, you know, like poor, poor. She lived in one room. She, Where uh, was that? In Chitungiza. renting a place maybe with others. Yeah. Yeah maybe nearly 10 mm. lodgers at the same place mm. using one toilet. It was terrible. So uh, I told her I would buy a house, but unfortunately she died when I just left school for one year. Oh, no. And within a, a year I managed to buy a house, you know, which was so sad in yeah. Zivarasekwa, my first house. Painful. So she, would, she never saw anything. She never, what about your aunt? What's your, what is your aunt's position now that you you yeah. are an internationally acclaimed <laughs> uh, sculptor and artist? Yeah, she's such a special person to me because she also always gives me the love and affection like she used to do when I was a little boy. So she doesn't see me the other mm. way as a successful person mm. or a material person, but as a human being. Mm. I, think, I think she loves, she loves me. She sees mm. me differently from a lot of people, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's lessons in your life right there. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, the the sense that you decide you're going to quit school, mm -hmm. you're going to follow your passion. Mm -hmm. uh, what what message would you want to share with young people that are battling, who think school is the way out, mm -hmm. but they have a talent that mm -hmm. think that that they are passionate about? What what would you say? Yeah, mine is a rare case, to be honest, because, mm. you know, you need that background foundation, especially in this modern day world, you know. I would encourage them to maybe get education so that they are smart and also mm. they can negotiate. They become a little bit business-minded when talking to tourists, you know. You know so you need that background foundation, yeah. You know, what, what's interesting, sorry to, to jump in there, Dominic, yeah. what's interesting for me is we had uh, Mono Mukundu, Yes. Um, sitting there, uh -huh. and almost like you, Monam Kundu at five years old, he yeah. knew exactly what he wanted to do, right. and he knew that school was not the way to go. Right. I'm wondering, is it something to do with uh, the creative people who get a sense of what they want to do early on in life? No, I think a lot of youngsters, you know, they want to get into this because they think there's a lot of money, oh. not for passion. But if you are really passionate of what you want to do, and by the grace of God, maybe you realize your talented in early age, because if especially I was 10 when I did, made that decision, mm. but Mono, if you told me he was five, I think it's only from God, you know, mm. you'll be directing your desires. Mm. Because mm. the Bible says with these desires, it's him who implanted those desires and you fulfill them. But a lot of people get into this and they find maybe they're not successful commercially, they quit or they get frustrated. Which they means they didn't go into it for the right reason, ex isn't it? Exactly, yes. Mm. yes. And when, when do you remember um, your selling your first piece, the one that really got you excited? And what piece was this? Uh, it was a small head of a woman. And when I made it, I think with stone, I was thinking of my mother, basically. Oh. Yeah. So it was just a head, and it was my first piece which I sold. I think it was just six months before I started, uh, within six months when I started working with stone. So that encouraged me a lot. And... Uh, with the architects who were coming there, like Mick Pierce, mm. Peter mm. Jackson, those who also built Daniko School. Mm. I've got a sculpture there, which I made when I was in primary school, which mm. they put at the, at the, on their offices, mm. which they called Spirit of Daniko. So yeah, that encouraged me. The first piece was a head, yeah. mm. But I'm more inclined towards women because I was basically brought up by, by my women. mother. Yes. So you find my sculptures more about women and girls, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I noticed uh, yes. uh, when we walked around, we we, we saw the shy girl. Yes, it's a shy girl, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes. Talk to me now, um, Dominic, about your creative uh, process. I think you're already indicating that you're inclined to mm -hmm. do work on women, on on girls. Mm -hmm. What else inspires you, and how does this inspiration come up? Yeah, I'll, maybe let's do this. Uh, let's take a break there. Okay, thank and you. when we come back, you're going to share with us your creative process okay. um, so that people get a sense of this passion and where it comes from. Please join us on the other side when we discuss uh, Dominic's creative process. See you on the other side. It's important that the, our government puts uh, uh, art seriously in, the, in their children's curriculum. 
Welcome back to our conversation with uh, Dominic Benura, uh, internationally celebrated uh, sculptor. Dominic, when we took the break, we were going into your creative process. What are the things that inspire you? And how, how do you get into that process? Uh, do you need to be in a quiet place? And how do you get into, into your creative process? Uh, actually, uh, a creative process, I'm quite happy that I was born here in Zimbabwe. Maybe if I was not born in Zimbabwe, I wouldn't <laughs> be an artist because I'm inspired. I only do, do not do figures. I also do animals. I do plants. If somebody was brought up in Moreo. So I'm basically inspired by Nature, nature, surroundings. Yeah, my natural environment in Zimbabwe. And also because I do figures, you find people behave in the same way mm. all over the world. So mm. I'm inspired by people all over the world. But uh, animals are more inspired by our local animals and plants. And yes. how do you d describe to us how you get into looking at a rock, mm -hmm. <laughs> piece of stone, and then saying, this is what I'm going to do with this? Yeah, if... Uh, yeah, sometimes I come up with ideas, I put them on, I draw, I, I can sketch because the, uh, those architects were buying my work when I was a little boy. They thought I would be a very good architect just looking at my work. So I used to go to study architecture during school holidays mm. and, uh, and, and, and weekends and they would pay me for that as well. I ended up doing a little jobs for them as well because they wanted to give me a scholarship if I had finished my... Uh, maybe A level or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to send me specifically to Scotland because they, I think they had a university which they thought I would qualify. But also, I gave up on that. Why? Yeah, because I decided to be an artist full time. Yeah. yeah. Do you regret that? Ah, uh, not at all. I'm the best person <laughs> because I know if I have a hobby, which also is my work, you know, and I will have the opportunity to work from home within mm. my family environment and my fr my friends and society, you know. No regrets at all. Oh, no regrets at all because I've been able to see the, uh, nearly, nearly every part of the world, the continent really, over the years. Yeah, mm -hmm. since 1991, yeah, I travel a lot. God doesn't make mistakes. Uh -huh. Where you were born uh -huh. determines what you're going to become. Absolutely. Where you're educated becomes de determines what, what you're going to do in, in life. Yes. Uh, I'm saying that because you're saying, if you're not born in Zimbabwe, you would not have been an artist. This is where you're supposed to be. Look at what you're doing. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, and I can't think of living in another place. Yeah. What role does God play in your life? Role. Ro, I think he, he guides me, he feeds me, and he gave me the talent which I, which is within me. And he gives me the life, which mm -hmm. I, I'm talking, being able to talk to you today. You know, So I really appreciate that. And he gave me kids as well, and beautiful wives. So, um, and I've got really brilliant kids. Uh, How many uh, kids do you have? I have five, three five boys kids. and two boys. And the last year, so, and they're very bright. The youngest mm. one now is, will also be going to university. So all of them will be at university. Did you say wife or wives? Wives, yeah. Wives? Yes. How many do you have? Uh, when I was a little boy, I had my two girlfriends. So um, they got pregnant because, you know, I was a little boy, but I didn't want any of my kids to be an orphan just like I was. Because I know a lot of people, they've got kids out there, mm. but they don't look after them. So I decided, I, because I made a mistake as a little boy, I thought I would look after my kids and their mothers, and I still have them up. So you've got two wives? Yes. And two, five kids? Yeah, three girls and two boys. Yeah. Mm. But um, they get along very well together, which is fine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, you um, founded uh, a... Uh, a studio. Yes. Uh, talk to us about about that and where you found uh, w w the name you gave it and the thinking behind it. Yeah, when that was early uh, in, in the mid nineties, I realized uh, I was more gifted than a lot of people, and even materially back then. You know? So I used to work at Chapungu. So when I bought my first, uh, uh, my second house in Greendale. I discovered that uh, instead of 300 square meters where we used to work from in Tafara, I had two acres of land. Wow. Then I realized that Chapungu, they used to have a program where they called residence program where they would apply. Then after a year or so, you have to go. So I realized there were a lot of youngsters who were talented back then, but sometimes they wouldn't qualify to go there, but they wanted needed nurturing. So I decided 
Uh, why don't I just open this space for other artists, you know, to come and work from there. Then I would provide them with basic materials, a basic lunch and breakfast every day and transport for those who need it. How, how many do you have at, at any given time? Uh, at least 10, but more than 20 sometimes. Wow. It depends. And also some other professional artists, they sometimes come and spare the, share the space with us, both local and overseas. So naturally it became known as Dominic Studio. But within that, we also work with the school children from, unfortunately, from mostly from private schools, you know expatriates kids like heritage and Eaglesville. Unfortunately, we don't get much from our local government schools, maybe because of economic problems, you know, transport and stuff, because maybe they don't have buses mm. and so forth. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe in the long run, we might have to, have to maybe actually visit them in this school, in their environment and work with kids there. Yeah. Have you produced, uh, has, has the studio produced uh, stars like you? Can, can you name a few that have come from yeah, we have the got, studio? Yeah, we've got well, quite a number over the years, and most of them have got houses and are driving and uh, traveling as well. Wow. Like uh, Brighton Lyson. There's one called David White. I think he's really, really brilliant, that one. Mm -hmm. There's um, a seminar professor. She used to be, she's a painter. She mm -hmm. went, she graduated. Then you, yeah, we've got quite a few over the years. That yeah. must give you a lot of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. And it's an ongoing process and I'm thinking of expanding it, you know, maybe the AVA Sculpture Park, which is just a dream. Talk, in the talk to me about the dream. What's, <laughs> what's the dream? Yeah, I, I want to develop a sculpture park and I identified a small place to do that. Mm -hmm. Whereby maybe then I'll bring in kids from mostly these uh, rural areas maybe, yeah. uh, because they don't have that opportunity. I think we we might find maybe three or more Dominics, mm. you know, from maybe Bulawayo or Mutare or Umrewa. How do you select those kids? Is it, is it them coming to you or you have a way of identifying the passion, the I, talent? I think within societies, sometimes you find kids when they come with their parents just to visit, you know, you can see some of them are quite interested. Then mm. yeah, you, you give them the opportunity to try their luck. You know? mm. Yeah. Mm. The you've um, done presentations to uh, Kofi Annan, to to Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about those pieces. And as part of you, you're now celebrated throughout the world, mm -hmm. and not in Zimbabwe. And your work is recognized by uh, what are called Hollywood A-listers. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about that international recognition versus us here not appreciating the work that you do? I think uh, just like uh, in other art form, you find people seem to appreciate even music from overseas than ours. I think why is because uh, of the platform, platforms we have, but it's good that when you give us these opportunities like this to talk to our Zimbabwean mm. audiences and stuff. So it depends what people are fed with is what they appreciate. They get used to that. That's why I find a lot of people, those who are well to do, but I'm glad a few are beginning to invest in art, you know, are interested in cars, even well to do people. And offices like this, sometimes you need also like to see a painting, you know, but at least I can see there's a portrait of you there, which is good, you know. Yeah. But in other countries, what they do is even when they're uh, developing new buildings, construction, the 10%, they put it to art, whether it's painting or whatever. And you find you have got a lot of pieces at mm. international places, like you were saying, also like Atlanta Airport. Mm. That we mm. have in, uh, about 200 meters with of Zimbabwean sculpture, which I went to install on behalf of other sculptors. You know. But if we have things like that in our country, and unfortunately, even in Arara, we hardly see any sculptures there. Mm. And yet we have got a lot of pieces in public places around the world. And I'm currently doing a very huge commission for a park in the United States, but here we don't get any Who commissioned commission. it? It's the city of Camel. It's wow. the second piece which they have commissioned me. One, they, the first one was a of figurative mother and child, which is my signature style. But now they realized I can make animals. Mm. So they asked me to do bisons for them. Wow. Yeah. So I think if, but the other thing is, I think it's important that the, our government puts uh, 
uh, art seriously in, the, in their children's curriculum at kindergarten stage so that they grow with it. So when they grow with it, we might find more artists from that and also more collectors from that. Mm. Then that's how we... Why do you think it's important to do that to young people? Uh, you find if you go to South Africa, for instance, art is a big industry. That's why in Nigeria, they've got Nollywood. In, in <laughs> India, they've got Bollywood. In, in America, they've got Hollywood. Art is very, very important. Yeah. And it can take a lot of... It can create a lot of employment within a nation. Why don't you think we don't? Why do you think we don't recognize the importance of art, one as 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 part of our culture, as part of our economy? Why don't you think we? Why do you think we don't recognize that and give it the place that we ought to be doing along the lines you're describing now? Yeah, I think uh, as long as it's not legislated, maybe it's not taken seriously. That's why I thought if it's a legislation that they mm. push it through the schools, you know, from an early age, then. People grow with it. Mm. Yes. Talk to me about the piece that you gave to Nelson Mandela. What piece was that? It was called Swing Imam. Mm -hmm. It was a piece, uh, from what I understand, they wanted just a sculpture in the courtyard, which is Children's Foundation. In so did they commission it? Yes. They okay. Did, yes. So then somebody, uh, they, uh, they wanted something which you would see from his office. Okay. I think it was second floor in the courtyard because maybe they said, yeah, why don't you put something which he could enjoy through the window because I think maybe it was just he would look through the window yeah. most of the time. So I think by grace of God, somebody told them there's an artist in Zimbabwe who is passionate about children and mothers. And so they asked me to send, to see my portfolio. I did send them. That's beautiful. Then they asked me to produce something. When I produced it, they liked it so much the, such that they showed him, I think he liked it as well. So they asked me to come and present it personally to you. So they said, you only have five minutes with him. <laughs> but when I met him, he just liked me. So he took me by the hand. We, we went into the garden. I spent nearly 30 minutes sitting <laughs> next to him. So I was really fortunate. Yes. Awesome. I mean, yeah. an amazing man. Unbelievable. <laughs> and Kofi Annan, the piece you gave to Kofi Annan? It was not directly to Kofi Annan, but okay. then he was the head back then. They wanted um, sculptures that was more about uh, HIV and AIDS. There was a lot of stigma back then. So uh, during that time, I'd lost two of my brothers and also a couple of guys from our studio. So I was making these pieces of HIV and AIDS, which I thought... I was just making them, not to sell them or whatever, but I made one large one, which I called our HIV friend, mm. about three meters. It weighed about five tons, mm. but it was bought by Chapungu Sculpture Park. Okay. Well, they said, yeah, it's very important that you have created this piece. Then he traveled to Germany, and I had people were crying when they looked at it. I have a picture of sent to you. I think I have his son. So during that time, that's when I think... You know, because of the media, people picked it up that there was an artist who was doing something about AIDS. So they asked make, me to make small pieces, which were, I think his name was Stephen Lewis. Mm -hmm. He was the head of uh, HIV and AIDS representative in Africa. So they asked me to make these miniature pieces. So there was a conference on HIV and AIDS in Toronto, Canada. So they asked me to produce these pieces for United Nations. And they asked me to come over and present them. How does that feel like? Uh, it was, you, 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 talk, you talk about it as if it's uh, going to the shops. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> talk to me about what does that feel like? I mean, you are with uh, this amazing man, yeah. Nelson Mandela. You're with coffee and you're being asked by world leaders to do pieces, Dominic. That's not everyday stuff. Uh, no, but why, for me, there is nothing special about it. Because I know it's, those are things which you cannot plan. So if, yeah, I think, it, like I said, yeah, it was just by grace of God that I managed to do that. So it was really good. That's, that uh, ended up being on the, in front of the people saying a little bit about this stuff in Toronto. So it was really great. Mm. I think it was good for me and also good for our country you know, mm. to go on such platforms. Mm. In that, talking about something which had a terrible impact on the world, global mm. forum, yes. I mean, as we sit here, um, mm -hmm. Dominic, we've just seen uh, headlines are beginning to come up again. Mm -hmm. HIV AIDS yes. is back, yes. particularly amongst our teens. Yes. So it looks like it's work that you'll have to go back and start doing, sensitizing 
um, our young children about this scourge called HIV-AIDS? I think so. I think the best would be to have people to also to go to schools and even in churches to talk about it, you know, especially people who are really not, mm. you know, mm. like our music stars and yeah. stuff. But then talk to the kids about the dangers of it. I think the problem is that people ended up encouraging people to maybe abstain, protect. No, no, abstain is good. Yeah. But people were taught to protect themselves. But, you know, with kids now, they get into drugs. They get mm. into all, so they won't mm. do that. I think people should have more on abstinence than, mm. you know, allowing them. It's like it's yeah. allowed to do it. Because in, in the first place, they're still young to be indulging in those activities. Mm. But people told them, I see it's now normal, you know. You just protect yourself, then that's what you that's did. What yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Sad. Let's go to your famous pieces. Um, you just described to us uh, and to, I'm told that we need to take a break. <laughs> Let's take a, 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 a break and we'll be back to look at your pieces and also the awards that you've received because of the amazing work that you, you've done. Mm -hmm. So uh, viewers, don't go away. Join us as we take a tour around the world and see the places where Dominic's work has been displayed and we go through the beautiful pieces that he's done. So see you on the other side. Whatever, whatever you do, seek like our advice, no matter how good the deal looks. Greetings. My name is Trevor Nube, host of In Conversation with Trevor. Zimbabwe's most engaging conversational show. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. We've brought before your screens change makers from arts, business, and politics, and from the region. Please join our growing community of viewers. Subscribe, like, and share. Welcome back to our conversation with Dominic Benura. Um, internationally celebrated artist and sculptor. Dominic, let's go to your upbringing. Mm -hmm. You lost your dad when you were in your mom's tummy. Mm -hmm. Your mother died before you could show her mm -hmm. uh, what the Lord has, had blessed you. Mm -hmm. What has that done to you? Are, are there any scars? Are there any lessons from that kind of life? Why I ask the question is, for me, I find a lot of people say, I am like this because I never saw my father. I am like this because my mother died when I was young. I'm carrying a lot of uh, psychological scars and so forth. Do share us with your experiences. What's the reality that you're living with? Yeah, as a little boy, I was quite lucky that my mother, my auntie, were very religious people. And uh, so they told me a lot about the Bible, uh, such that, you know, it somehow molded me as a little boy, boy to be a good child, obedient kids, such that the whole community, even when I was in Morewa, they liked me so much. So when I come to Arari, people just liked me so much. And also back then, a child belonged to the society. So there was so much love showered to me from our neighbors back in Murewa and also when I came to Tafara. But uh, yeah, if you read newspapers and television and news, all the news is about something bad happening to somebody, people being offense and so forth and so forth. So when an often kid comes to me and telling me to be sympathetic about him, I'll tell him, you know, I'm not sympathetic. Tell me what you want to achieve as a person. Because you can still achieve it with the help of somebody, regardless whether your parent is there or not, which is exactly what happened to me. So it, you know, it's sometimes as sad as it is to lose your parents when he's a little kid. Sometimes makes you a stronger person also because then you're hungry, you've got the desire to do things. You have the desire, like myself, I started wearing shoes when I was about nine. So I didn't have nice clothes. I relied on being given second-hand clothes by other people, which I really appreciated because some people would never have people like that as a kid. 
and losing my parents, I would say, thank God, my father died, or I never saw him. I only saw one picture of him. But losing my mother just before I became independent, fully independent and successful was very sad. But I appreciate to God at least I saw one of my parents, you know, because some, they lose them all before they will never see them. Mm. So, uh, I think the Bible always tells us that there will be resurrection, there will be, you know, rapture at mm. some point, we will meet those people again. So it's, it's a loss on the earth, but not in heaven. So mm. it just so needs to be positive. Yeah. You you have, just to, on that, on that issue, you have mm. people coming to you wanting sympathy from you. Yes. And your message is, your message is? Yeah, yeah, tell me what you want to, to, to do in order to get out of this problem. You know, how do you intend to solve? I'm not going to give you money or anything. So as a result, over the years, I've been trying to identify kids who are in need, uh, especially from Rewa, where I did my first grade, uh, first grade one. Then I'll take them at Kambarami School, then I take them through the whole education process from whatever it you is. pay for their fees. Yeah, right. sometimes I say even send them all overseas for wow. studying. So I've got a few who have graduated now. Well and done. Yeah, and also I would like to work with schools like Kambarami School. I ended up putting mm. in a transformer there for electricity because I really I once used as electricity. Then I, we built a library there. I did build a library as well, and the, there were no computers it was back then. Maybe at least 10, 15 years ago. I even brought in computers from America. So the library was elect uh, it uh, was electrified at computers and I was so lucky it was officially opened by Mkuma Olivam Tools. That's the other important thing. If you are in a difficult situation, you should also identify the right people to interact with, you know. So I was so blessed that I was very close to Mkuma Olivam Tools such that he came to open that school. A library which I opened. It was a very big thing. Oh, wow. Manamkoma Marimo came and it was a really wonderful thing. And now this school is ended up having a boarding school because they had electricity and they are doing very well. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Let's go to your uh, beautiful pieces now. Um Mother and Child, what inspired that one? Yeah, mother and child, I do variations of them. Because you know that, that, that theme is not exhaustible. They play different games and you can do so many angles, but they make me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would safely say I was the first one to bring about pieces which are whimsical, playful, and whatever. Also, is a way of getting away from the sadness because. Uh, when I started sculpting, all our pieces were very stagnant and they all had faces. But when I looked at the faces, they were not happy. And, and there's somebody who had a background which is not supposed to be smiling. I wanted to make happy pieces. Which pieces which relate to everybody. Mm. Kids, they see themselves in my sculptures and parents see them, themselves in my kids. And even those who don't have children, children make you just happy. So I can also safely say I was the first one to try and put some inlays in the stone so that they're colorful. you find mothers and girls, they like to dress in yeah. colorful dresses. So I can safely say I was the first one to do that. Swing mama? Yeah, swimming mama. Yeah, like I said earlier on, I was mm. brought up by my mother, so I was just imagining playing with my mother or my aunt or whoever, a woman. They are so dear to me. And I'm also glad I have daughters also, yeah. Yeah. You know what's beautiful as I'm listening to you now is that mm-hmm. what you enjoy, mm-hmm. what you experience mm-hmm. is what you're sharing to the world. Mm-hmm. And the world is embracing that. Yes. Is that authenticity of you of saying, I grew up sad, mm-hmm. but I want to p- make people happy and people are embracing your art. Yeah, that's true. I grew up sad and uh, I wouldn't say Said maybe too too strong uh, a word. Too strong a word. Yeah, it's challenges. I would put it that way. But I managed to overcome those challenges. Mm. So if you show positivities, your positiveness in your whatever you do, you know, even those in challenges, they will know you can come out of it mm. one day. You know? mm. Yes. 
You have received a number of awards, and like you, you were just show, telling us now that you've been um, uh, commissioned by Camel to yes. do a second piece. Yes. A number of your pieces have been recognized uh, and featured. There's one in Cron Conservatory. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a Dominic Benora Day uh-huh. in Camel, yes. Indiana, Ohio. Yes. How does that feel like? Yeah, yeah uh, it feels good. At least. <laughs> It's feels that I'm um, recognized on this planet, you know. Some of us will be going around beating our chest and saying, you know, um, tweeting about it. Do you know this is who I am? Do you know who I am? Yeah, no? but, but it doesn't make sense, you know, <laughs> if you do behave like that because you never know. There is somebody who is going to do something better, better than you. And maybe people have done <laughs> maybe a million times better than you. Yeah. So it depends where you are standing. So mm-hmm. really, it's just nice. It's good for me. It's good for our country. You know? So when is when yeah. is the day, Dominic Benora Day? What when, what day is that? It's fourteenth or sixteenth of May. Yeah, sixteenth of May. Yeah, yeah. What happens on that day? Do you go there, or they they dedicate to showing your art and so forth? What happens? Yeah, it's uh, I don't go there, mm-hmm. but uh, they just committed that day, like they will remember me during wow. that day. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, it's really incredible. And yet we don't have a Dominic Benora day in Zimbabwe. <laughs> no, there there is it, you know, we, but we, maybe it will we, come. We, we'll we'll leave that for <laughs> the moment. And uh, you were also recognized Expo ninety two in Seville. Yeah, which 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 of your pieces? means the most to you? Uh, pieces which means the most. Yeah, I would say, I wouldn't like to say, yeah, maybe. Like, it's one of those things yeah. of asking you which one of your five kids is your favorite, isn't it? Yes, yes, it's true. But, you know, like when I did the, our HIV friend, yeah. then it's really, it's more, not more about me now, but about humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think of all my pieces, I like that. You like that piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, of, then it comes the themes. Mm. I, I like those mother and child themes are my favorite. Or mm. kids playing by themselves. Mm. And you were featured uh, in the UNICEF's uh, 2014 calendar, the yeah. 2014 calendar. Yeah, yes. Another important recognition that. Yeah, that's because what it transpired then was that they wanted to produce a calendar. But because of my family themes, they thought, and children, they thought it would be appropriate to, for me to create 12 pieces for each month mm. calendar, which was really, really well received. Yeah. Yeah. You are a very humble person. <laughs> <laughs> you are a very humble person. We're so proud of you, uh, Dominic, proud yeah. of uh, the work that you are doing, which is why I was embarrassed when working around um, uh, Amanzi Lodge and uh, had not recognized you. You're doing, doing amazing work. You are talking about this big project of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next big thing that you would want to do? The next uh, big thing, mm. yeah, is to, to create this place, you know, as a small legacy, you know, Project. where I can uh, then impart my experience and knowledge from, because I started when I was 10, I'm 55 now, you know, so I've got a lot, I know the, all the twists and turns and the shortcuts to this. So I would like to try and share with a lot of kids as much as possible the new space which I'm going mm. to have, yes. Mm. What what keeps you going in life? What keeps me going? Yeah, in life? We, when you go through struggles, mm-hmm. uh, the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. What what keeps you going? What do you hang on to? Uh, to God first, you know, because uh, like you said, everybody has got problems, you know, and sometimes you are duped by people. I had such a terrible experience. Talk to me had... about that experience. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Yeah. You were duped? <laughs> yeah. What happened? It's, it's very important when you become successful, you know, and... Uh, to be careful. Are, yeah, you have to be extra. T- tell us the story. What happened? Yeah, I'm not going to get into detail, sure. but I'm just going to, yeah. Yeah, to warn people that uh, they just have to be people when people approach you with projects, you know, like you invest in this, invest in that, because people... Take advantage. Yeah, they'll really take advantage of you and you might lose everything. But uh, in my ah. case, it was that bad. But uh, it was bad. Really, extremely bad that you lose nearly everything. 
But you know, if you go to the book of Job, it's true, the Bible never lies. Mm. I managed to write the title somehow. Yes, have, you, have you, now I remember, yeah. I'm not going to tell people <laughs> yes, out there because yeah, you don't you want remember. the yeah. details out. Yes, yes. I think I, I, do, I do have an idea of the yes, details. Exactly. You invested a lot of money yes, yes, in, exactly. a, in a funny project. Yes, yes, you yes. lost your money, everything. your property. And, yes, and every, properties actually, yeah, everything. But you, the, the good thing is, you know, in most cases, like in my cases, I just believe that, you know, I started with nothing. And all I had was this talent from God. So that's what I wrote on. And with the help of some friends just came along and I managed to somehow sell, uh, right? Have, have, you, have you recovered? As you can see, I'm smiling. You know? Yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the beautiful <laughs> car outside. <laughs> So you have recovered? Not fully, but it's a process. But a process. I, I, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel. To, 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 uh, let's use this moment mm -hmm. to, to, to warn people out there. Mm -hmm. What is it? I mean, you, without telling us the details, mm -hmm. what should they look out for? I mean, yeah, yeah. What, you were duped. What, what, exact, what happened? Not, not exactly yes, happened, exactly. what but, are the lessons? We yeah, what, what lessons is, you know, sometimes hmm, whatever, in whatever you do, seek legal advice. Uh -huh. No matter how good the deal looks. And maybe just keep to what you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, you, the sweetest talking people are the most can be terrible. And uh, yeah. But you know, for me, always bad as it was, I think it was a lesson because all my friends and uh, people who knew me. They realized they could easily make the same mistake, you know. So okay. maybe God put me in that situation to so that teach you, others, to protect others. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are ex more extra mm. careful than mm. myself. Mm. Yeah. But I'm glad because, at least because of my talent, I'm I'm rebounding. You're 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 bouncing back yeah, again. Bouncing back. Do you have a circle of friends? Do you have a mentor um, who you talk to when it comes to issues of this nature? I am that kind of person. That's the other thing I would like to say. <laughs> um, I don't have friends. I don't have mentors, but I choose people whom I talk to. Like okay. I said earlier when I used to talk to Mkomam because he helped me also. I talked to him On a lot issue. about it. Yeah, we talked about it. Then I know people like Dr. Gramatoni is a friend. I've had a few people who are very busy, but I have the opportunity to meet them and talk about these things, you know. So I thought mentors. Now I know you are might come to you also. <laughs> and and uh, do you do you obviously mentor other other young kids, isn't it? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Right, I'm not going to let you go before we discuss at least one book. So let's tend to, to books. Yes. I just want one book. What book have you read, uh, Dominic, that uh, you've enjoyed and want uh, you, you want our book-loving viewers to, to read there? Honestly, I'm not a book. I'm not I was told I shouldn't ask you about books. <laughs> but what I do is yeah. I, I like reading. I, want, I, like, I just go through newspapers. I like listening to news. But the one book which I really liked is The Shepherd Boy of Bethlehem. Mm. Yeah. The story of David and Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I was given, I came first. I was always first during my school, first, second during my school days. And I would report when I was a little boy from primary. So I came first. So I was given that book. We want those reports. Eh? We want yes. to share them with our yes. viewers out there. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you. Good. So, yeah, uh, I liked it, the story of mm. Korea, and it resonates well with uh, that, you know. Your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because, you know, you can be mm. nothing but tomorrow you might be the king, you know. Mm. No, not because I'm king, but I think it's just, it was just a beautiful book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as a little boy, I read it and read it, and I still have mm. it somewhere. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what an what amazing life. Uh, what a humble human being. What an amazing <laughs> Zimbabwean. It's such a privilege talking to you, um, uh, Dominic. Uh, we, we met by chance, yeah, but sure. uh, I've, I, I don't time. believe in chance. Yeah, I believe time. God wanted us, uh, you and I, to meet and to be able to share the story. 
uh, with the rest of the world. The, the f- fact that you are celebrated throughout the world, mm-hmm. that there's a Dominic Benura Day in Carmel, Ohio, right. uh, and we don't recognize that here is a loss to us as a people. And I think the point that you do share, which is very important, which is a point that Monum um, Kundu um, also shared, which is a point that a number of artists that I've spoken about, spoken to, the fact that we don't prioritize sports and arts. <laughs> we don't recognize, realize the econo- economic opportunities that lie in sports and arts. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a big indictment on us. And hopefully your message, your story, Mm -hmm. this young man um, who has made an amazing life from almost nothing because of the gift that God gave you, is going to make somebody out there realize that we need to do something about arts and sports. So thank you so much for creating the time to be to oh, be here, my thank dear you so brother. much, brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you. For Allow me now to turn to our viewers, Dominic, who are all over the world who follow us uh, on a weekly basis to say thank you uh, for your support. Remember, we are a weekly show. We are out um, every Monday, 7 a.m. Central African time on YouTube. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, I invite you to click on this subscribe button, like, and share with your friends. Uh, We view, read all your comments below uh, the conversations. We have uh, created um, a website where all our content sits um, and we have podcasts that sit there for your listening pleasure. So go there and, and binge on our quality content. Thank you for watching. Until next time, cheers to you all. Thank you.